Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I want to share with you some interesting kind of trivia, really. Uh, something that I think probably most people don't know in the, in the world and uh, verified by Guinness's book of, Guinness Book of World Records and such. Up until about 15 years ago, the tallest building in the world was the 1,500-foot uh, Twin Towers of Malaysia. Uh, if you've ever seen these two towers, wow, there's, there's two of them right beside each other. There's a bridge in between them, and they are so... And for up until about maybe 15 years ago, they were the tallest buildings in the world, uh, 1,500 feet high. It's absolutely astounding. It's since been surpassed, but just up until the, you know, 15 years ago, it was the tallest building in the world. And, uh, but even today, even today, one. Uh, 1,500 feet tall, but even today, this building there in Malaysia holds the record for the deepest foundation for any building in the world. Now, it's, it's interesting because the, the, the building itself, again, tallest building in the world for many years, 1,500 foot tall, its foundation is almost four hundred feet deep. That's really remarkable. I mean, it, for me, as I researched this and as I looked into it and as I contemplated this, the footings for that building over almost 400 feet deep, and, and it's absolutely remarkable. And, and something, and I tried to kind of imagine what this was and, and how this would look. And then it dawned on me and I looked up something else and it really told me because I used to work for the Coca-Cola company for many years. I loved working for Coca-Cola. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, and I worked at the world headquarters of the Coca-Cola company, which are in, in downtown Atlanta. A lot of you know, right across the street from uh, Georgia Tech down there. And many of you who have, if, if you live in Atlanta, you know uh, the world headquarters of the Coca-Cola. Anytime you drive down the highway, you see that giant uh, Coca-Cola building, which is the uh, world headquarters of Coca-Cola. That's the, the North Avenue Tower, they call it. And, uh, and that building is 400 feet. So, so that means that the footings for this building are as tall as that Coca-Cola building. That absolutely is the same. When I saw that, it was like, when I read and figured that out, it was like, what? 
underground, the footings for this building are as tall as that skyscraper that is in downtown Atlanta, the Coca-Cola World Headquarters. You know how tall that Coca... I, listen, I used to work uh, in that uh, AOC, in that complex there. I've been very high. I've been almost to the very top of that, that Coca-Cola tower. It's way up there, y'all. It's way up there. And, uh, and that's, that is the height of what's underground, the footings, the foundation of the Twin Towers of Malaysia. It's absolutely mind-blowing that that's what's underground, how, how deep it is, this foundation of this building. Remarkable. I love it when people are healed. Somebody say amen. amen. I love it. And we've had a few healed at Bethel here recently. It's really remarkable, and it is a blessing. I, I love it. I love uh, eschatology. I love talking eschatology, uh, thinking about the end times, thinking about when Moshiach, when Messiah is returning. Wow, that just uh, boy, that, that lights up my eye. I really am excited. I can talk about that. Very, very interesting. Uh, I, I so enjoy deep worship, and I mean really, really deep, deep worship. Being in a state where you're just worshiping the Lord Wow, man, I'm telling you what, sometimes you feel like you're not even there, you're like floating, you know what I mean? It's just, a, it's an amazing experience, uh, so very deep and, and meaningful and powerful. Matthew chapter 7, please, Matthew 7, Bavakashah and the Brit Chadashah, the covenant that is new, the new covenant, please. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, por favor. <laughs> we have some visitors here. I'm sorry if you don't speak the holy language. That means please, okay? Uh, <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, Bavakasha. Okay, verse 24. You may have heard of this before. We're going to look at it in a little bit different light here today. This is Messiah Yeshua speaking here, and he says these words. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, and yet it did not fall, for its foundations had been built on the rock. Everyone who hear these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Ooh, wow, boy. <clears throat> it's interesting. Friends, I want to share something with you that is true. Sometimes you have to focus on infrastructure. <laughs> infrastructure. Wow, I tell you what, when I just say infrastructure, I know that some of you just get really, really, really excited. Woo, boy, I, just, I know it. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. You just hear the word infrastructure and you think, woo, I got chills when he said infrastructure. Oh, man, that is some exciting stuff. Woo, I can't wait to hear this message infrastructure. Whoa. I know. I know. I'm with you. Please don't applaud yet. Please, please hold your applause. I know. I Please, I'm just asking. <laughs> okay, friends, infrastructure is, uh, infrastructure is not fancy. It's not decorative. 
so much of a, of, of a building uh, that's, that's beautiful is not the infrastructure. Yet, my friends, the infrastructure is essential. It is essential. Yeshua here says that the determination of whether or not your house withstands the storm is the condition of your foundation. That's the determining factor of whether or not your house is going to survive the storm. Is the condition of your foundation. The foundation is the key. The foundation, which is the, the key element within your infrastructure, we could call it. What is the condition of your foundation, my friends? Notice here in, in the scripture where we read from Matthew chapter 7 that the person, in both cases, the person hears the words of Yeshua. Now that's interesting because that's a little counterintuitive to what we think. We think, well, the people who are going to uh, you know, survive are people who hear the word of God. No, well, that's not what it says. Because both the person whose house survives and the person whose house is destroyed both heard. They both heard. Here's these words of mine, right? The difference is that the one who builds his house on the rock is the one who follows God's commands. If you follow his commands, then you are, if you actually follow God's commands, not just hear God's commands, hearing God's commands is good. But following them is where the action hits the road. Following them is what's really important. Because if you follow God's commands, then you're putting your foundation on rock, not on sand. Listen, friends, I'm going to tell you something. If you are an eschatological expert, expert in eschatology, the end times, expert if you are a divine healer, but you have issues following God's basic commands, your foundation is built on sand. And when the storm comes, the house will fall. I want to plead with you to listen to this word, to this message. This message, in some ways, as I wrote it, I thought, boy, it may come across as like a, a newer believer message, but it's actually, actually not. Why? Because some of you need to rebuild. Some of you need to rebuild your house because your foundation is not built on the rock. Because cherished ones... Maybe you don't realize this. Storms come. Storms come. <laughs> oh, nobody said amen. Nobody wanted to say amen there. I understand. I don't want to say amen. Storms come. Amen. No, I wish they wouldn't come. I understand. Friends, when things are going well, it's easy to think that you're secure in your house. Things are going well. It's when the storm comes that you're tested. I'll give you a great and tangible example that you know. Houses of worship all over the country 
This is a known thing. Houses of worship all over the country have struggled to get their former attendees to return after the pandemic. Why? It's easier to fade away if your foundation isn't on the rock. As a side note, uh, I was communicating this week with some of our remote members that watch very faithfully on the internet. We have a number of our members that have different conditions, uh, and, and distance is a, is a big one. But there are, other some, there are other reasons why I have some members that are watching uh, faith very, very faithfully on the internet. I had one member email me this week and say, Rabbi, I never miss a Shabbat on your, the YouTube channel. And please know that you're loved. All of you who are watching, I, I, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we've been able to, to do this through our YouTube channel. How, what a blessing that is. And I understand that we've added like something like 200 subscribers to our YouTube channel just in the last month, uh, which, is, which is a real blessing. I mean, the holiday season, oftentimes we'll see a real pickup. And just in the last month, like two, almost 200 or so new subscribers to our, our YouTube channel. It's ab- absolutely amazing. So all of you new folks who are watching, welcome. We are glad that you are with us. Welcome. Barachim Habaim. Welcome. It's just a delight to have you part of kind of Bethlehem virtually for sure. Uh, no question about that. And also, for that matter, I met with uh, Jeremy, one of our congregants who directs our podcasts, and we saw that we have, uh, he showed me some of the data, and I was abs- it's absolutely fascinating. This is totally aside from our YouTube channel. We have our podcasts, and our po- podcasts are available on you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all, all the major platforms, the Bethel Podcast is available. And we have many, many, many podcast listeners too, thousands of podcast listeners uh, over the last year as well. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. How many, I'm talking about distinct individual listeners of the, of the podcast who, who listen, to, listen to the messages, many of them every week. There are so many downloads of the of the message uh, that is downloaded to the podcast. Absolutely amazing. Hey, podcast listeners, I am glad that you are listening. I'm glad that you're tuning in. We want to, I'd love to know that you're there. Next time you make a, and many of them make faithful contributions to the ministry via our PayPal account. Next time you make a contribution to the ministry, put in the notes section, I listen to the podcast, (laughs) you know, or podcast. That'll be an encouragement to our team to keep going with the podcast, and I thank everybody who's involved. There's a lot of uh, uh, logistics. There's a lot of infrastructure that's necessary to put on the podcast, to put on the YouTube. In our production room, there's multiple people down there with the, with the king, all the words that are on the screen, the, the cameras, the, the sound. And so it takes a lot of effort every Shabbat to put things out on YouTube and via our podcast. I thank the Lord for all these people and for all the people that are tuning in. Someone say amen. amen. Isaiah 28, play, please. Yeshayahu, Isaiah chapter 28. In the Tanakh. And it's interesting that <laughs> to know that 
making your foundation sure, which is what Yeshua talks about here in Matthew 7, is not just a new covenant principle. It is a full scriptural principle here of, of paying attention to the foundation. Listen to this amazing prophecy about the Messiah. This is a prophecy about the Messiah from Isaiah. And it's confirmed it's a prophecy about the Messiah. It's referred to in the New Covenants. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. It says, Therefore, thus says Adonai Elohim, the Lord God, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone, a firm foundation. Whoever trusts will not flee in haste. Mm. Very interesting. We read in the New Covenant multiple places where it says that Yeshua is the cornerstone of your foundation. He really is the, the foundation. But the most important, the most pivotal part of a whole building is the cornerstone. And Yeshua is this cornerstone, the firm foundation that is spoken of in Yeshayahu Isaiah chapter 28. And we have to trust in him. we got to trust in him, friends, more than ourselves. Y'all, there's a reason why the Malaysian Twin Towers were dug so deep even deeper than other buildings that have since been built that are taller. Why? Because they were built over sand. And they knew they had to get below the sand to the bedrock. What an amazing spiritual principle. And just bottom line, the bedrock was so deep. It was 400 feet deep before they hit bedrock and could connect into the bedrock. And so they kept digging with the footings until they arrived. Hmm. Very interesting, friends. We need that firm foundation. You need that firm foundation. You gotta trust in Adonai. You gotta trust in the Lord. You gotta trust in Messiah. Friends, I don't know if you all have noticed, there's a lot of... (laughs) Mishagas out there in the world. Okay, that's a Yiddish word. There's a lot of Mishagas out there. It's a lot of, it's funny, another word to translate that coming to me is tsuris, which is another Yiddish word. That doesn't help, you know. Um, it's not exactly the same, but uh, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of yucky stuff, you know, uh, out there. And, and, uh, and, and, and bottom line is, is that we need, and, and, and the storms are brewing. The storms are brewing. We need to hold on to a firm foundation. You never know what's out there and what's going to come. I'm going to tell you something else interesting when it comes to foundations and building foundations that I found fascinating, Richard. Uh, another remarkably deep building foundation is below the Salesforce Tower in San Francisco, California. Completed, it was, this building was completed only a few years ago, and the skyscraper is over 1,000 feet tall. So this is really, really a big skyscraper, one of the biggest in the United States, although not the biggest, but very, very large. But 
although it has a, it's, it's over a thousand feet tall, but this particular skyscraper has a foundation whose footings extends 310 feet below ground. 310 feet below ground. Now, it's interesting because the world's tallest building is almost three times taller now than today. The world's tallest building is almost three times taller, but yet its foundations are not as deep as this building in San Francisco. Now, isn't that interesting? So, so the, the, the building that is the tallest in the world in the Middle East is almost three times taller than the skyscraper in San Francisco, but the footings are not as deep. In, in fact, the, the, the footings of, the, of this building in San Francisco are two and a half times deeper than the tallest building in the world. Now, that doesn't make any sense. Why would this building that's only 1,000 feet have, have footings that are two and a half times deeper than a, a building that's almost 3,000 feet, the world's tallest building? Why? Because they are in San Francisco. <laughs> they are in San Francisco, a.k.a. Earthquake Central. <laughs> they are in Earthquake Central USA. Friends, do you ever, ever experience an earthquake in your life? Yeah, I know I have. You think might be a good idea to prepare? You know, as well as we are trying to, and scientists have been trying hard for so long, we're still really crummy at predicting earthquakes. It's absolutely amazing. We've got, we've, we landed human beings on the moon before I was born. And, and yet, you know, we hope to get five minutes before an earthquake. Okay, I think there's an earthquake coming. Five minutes? An hour? I mean, uh, yeah, there are places they say, oh, this, this area has a higher likelihood that there's going to be an earthquake here. This area is higher proclivity for earthquakes. And boy, this place is 20 years overdue for a big earthquake. 20. But how does that help you like for getting up in the morning that day? It doesn't. Yeah. Now, you know you better build, though. You better build that foundation strong because it's coming at some point. It's coming at some point, but when you don't know, maybe you get some kind of a five-minute note. Maybe you get a day note, but actually, usually not. Scientists, the brilliant, amazing scientists that we have and all of our brilliant minds, really hard to predict earthquakes still at this point, my friends. We have earthquakes that happen in our lives that are Sometimes you might be able to see an earthquake coming a little bit in our lives, you know, maybe, maybe you have a loved one that's eventually, you know, has a disease and maybe he's going to hospice, okay, you know, something's going to really sh be shocking to your sister. But a lot of times, just in life, we don't know that the earthquake's going to happen until we're suddenly shaken. Consequently, you have to build on a firm foundation. You have to pay attention to the infrastructure. It's not particularly exciting to say that. 
it doesn't get thousands of YouTube hits. Wow, boy, did you hear that message about infrastructure? Whoa, boy, you got to hear this one. Let me, let me text this one out. Woo, boy, I, that is something else. I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you stuff to help you, y'all, in your life. Psalm chapter 89, Psalm 89. So this foundation that we need to be building on is Yeshua, but what exactly does this look like? Rabbi, give me some more practical tools and some help in this way. What exactly does that look like? What, what does this foundation consist of? Psalm 89.15 says, the psalmist is speaking to God, saying, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. Mm. Righteousness and justice and truth. These are the things that we need to be focused on. What does that mean practically, friends? This means that when you are in a tempest or when you are tempted or when you are hurting, if your foundation is anything other than God's truth, you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable. So many people's foundation is themselves. That's what the world is trying to inculcate us with right now. Society is trying to, I mean, think of it, self-help. Listen, I'm not saying that there are not things that you can do to help yourself. For sure, and you should. But the point is, is that at the end of the end of the day, Think about it, beloved. If you're in a place where you're really, really, really struggling and your foundation is yourself, then you're in deep trouble because your very foundation is breaking up also. This just makes some sense, intuitive sense. Your foundation has to be something outside of yourself. I don't care how brilliant, how strong you are. I got the plaques on my wall. They don't mean anything. There's so much out there about mental health, and for good reason. I gave a whole sermon on it a few months ago. That said, friends, at the end of the day, we can't fix ourselves. Yeshua is the objective answer. The continuity of his righteousness, the continuity of his righteousness is that which can sustain you until you're able to recover. If you're going through it, man, you gotta rely on the rock. So when the earth shakes, you will not be moved. Not because you don't feel the shaking, but because you've fastened yourself to something that is solid. Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10. Mm. Infrastructure. 
<laughs> Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25. It says this, when the whirlwind passes, the wicked are no more. They're blown away. But the foundation of the righteous is everlasting. Wow. Friends, you will be blown away if you are not anchored. There's so much in Scripture that urges us to tie ourselves to Him. Otherwise, it's shifting sand. You know, it, it reminds me from the, the scene, if you haven't seen the movie, that's okay, from the old movie Twister. Some of you have seen that movie. Uh, Helen Hunt and such. And and in the end of the movie, man, they're fighting. A, okay, uh, spoiler. Uh, at the end of the movie, they're, they're, they're in the midst of like an F5 tornado. It's like the highest, most powerful thing that can really happen on earth in terms of a wind event. Okay, incredibly powerful tornado. And, and what do they say in the end? They, they, they know that things are just going to get blown away. Of course, it's a Hollywood movie. I understand. I, would, I don't recommend this. Okay, disclaimer. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, what do they do? They strap themselves to these kind of these water lines uh, at the end of the movie uh, because they see the, the tornado is going to come right over them. And so they they strap themselves on the water lines. Why? The, the, the protagonist says, because these things go very, very, very deep. And so sure enough, they tie themselves and the, the, the tornado comes. It's actually a pretty cool scene. And, uh, and then everything gets blown away all around them. And you can see they start to fly, but they're, but they're attached to these, these, this underground metallic, water line main thing that goes deep into the ground, very deep, he said. And so even though they're basically flying, but they're held. They're held because they're attached to something so deep. Because eventually, my friends, the storm passes. What will be left? What will be left in your life? All of us go through storms. You're going to go through storms. Honestly, it's not very often that people emphasize the foundation. Think about it. It's not paid much attention to, although it's of critical importance. Real estate agents, right, when they're, when they're going to show a house, they, they don't go and say, wow, come, you got to check out this place. Look at the foundation. <laughs> wow, isn't, isn't she a beaut? Woo, look at that foundation, y'all. Come on, this is something, this is a house worth buying. Look at the foundation. Yeah, all the rooms and all that other stuff, the pool and everything, that's all well and good. But the foundation, you, know, you never hear a real estate agent do that. Never. Look in the description of houses on Zillow. You, you, don't, see, you don't see him talking about the foundation of a house. Oftentimes, in fact, you can't even see it because it's buried underneath carpet or flooring or something, right? You, you, know, you don't see, typically see the foundation. But friends, I'm going to tell you something. If the foundation isn't good, it will be very costly. Some of you have had foundation issues or know of people who have had foundation issues in a house. Whoo! 
It can be the most expensive. It's, it's almost like rebuilding the house you have to if you have the major foundation issues. Very, very interesting. First Kings chapter 5, please. Oh, I love the Word of God. Don't be misled because people never pay attention to the foundation. It is foundational. <laughs> but friends, you have to put in work to lay a good foundation. You got to put in the work to lay a good foundation. First Kings chapter 5, King Solomon, Melech Shlomo, was preparing to build the temple. And within here, something that I'd never seen before, uh, Javier, it says something that stood out to me when I read it this time that I just hadn't seen. And wow, it, it spoke something to me. First Kings chapter 5, verse 31, it says this. It says, Then the king commanded... And they quarried great stones, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the house, that's the temple, the house, with cut stones. Hmm. What's interesting about that, my friends, is that it says specifically, it says specifically that they are expensive stones. Some translations use the word very expensive stones for the foundation of the temple. In other words, friends, you can't shortcut the foundation building process. You can't shortcut it. Bottom line, infrastructure is expensive. <laughs> I know we've had a lot of inflation lately. Oy, gavolt, I know, I know, I know. Infrastructure is expensive, but shortcutting it can be even more costly. What does that mean, friends? Let me tell you a little bit of what that looks like in building in spiritual infrastructure in your life. What does that mean on a practical level? That means, friends, time and prayer. Time and prayer. Oh, boy, prayer, yeah. Yeah. That means time in the word, infrastructure, infrastructure, foundation pouring, foundation pouring. That means serving, serving. Some of you know that I'm, on the, uh, that I'm the executive director of the Young Messianic Jewish Alliance, the YMJA. It's the largest youth and young adult organization in the Messianic Jewish movement. And I have an advisor role into these young adults who are running this organization for all the young people in the movement. And let me tell you, uh, over the many years, Dara's a former president, okay, uh, we have others who've been involved in the YMJ for many years. And as I train our, our young leaders to look for leaders, guess what the thing is that we look for? The thing that we look for in young leaders is a desire to serve. That's what I'm looking for, a desire to serve. I'm, hear, hear what I said. This is what I look for to identify leaders, is a desire to serve, not a desire 
to lead. You have to crawl before you walk. <laughs> you have to walk before you run. A heart that's turned toward God and towards serving others is the investment that is needed to quarry great and expensive stones for one's foundation. Is that your heart? As you think about it even now, is that your heart? Do you have just a great desire to serve, serve God and to serve others? Not necessarily exactly the way you want to do it either. Sometimes it's not on our terms. But what about you who've been serving God for many years? We don't need to turn to it, but 1 Corinthians 3 talks about what it's like or what it is that we build on the foundation that is Yeshua. And for sure, it should be what we're building on top of that foundation should be things that can survive the fire. We don't want to build with wood and hay. We want to build with strong metal. No doubt, that which we build on top of the foundation. But for some, the trials of life, maybe you had a good foundation at one point, but the trials of life may cause cracks to appear in your foundation. My house, this was a number of years ago, my house wasn't very new. This is the, our old house. And so we weren't the original owners of the home. Uh, and so we had it decades after it had been built. And so decades after the house had been built, cracks began to form in the foundation. Maybe you've experienced that. It's not completely unusual. After a certain amount of years in homes, Oftentimes, there'll be these cracks that start to form in the foundation. Now, some may, have been, some may have been flaws when the foundation was originally poured. Could have been just the stress of all the years. Hello, hello, hello. Chavarim, <laughs> you can't ignore foundation cracks. Any good builder will tell you, fill them or rebuild them. <laughs> fill them or rebuild them. Fill them cracks or rebuild them. You got you to you pick one of the two if you don't want those cracks to get bigger and to spread. You got to address them, homeowner. Ezra chapter 3, Ezra. Sometimes you just got to rebuild it. Ezra chapter 3, the children of Israel were coming back from captivity and they began the work of rebuilding the temple, which is great. And, and, and it, was, it, was a, it was kind of a crazy scene if you, if you read about it. Because why? Because they were, there they came and they were going to be rebuilding the, the, the temple and how exciting that is. But so some wept. Some were weeping though. Why are you weeping? I don't even... 
because they were remembering the grandness of the first temple, and this was just nothing and such a small thing and, and just a start and all, and it was not there. But still, it was what was needed, and it should be celebrated. It should be celebrated when we're building or even rebuilding a foundation. That's something we're celebrating. Ezra 3.11, it says this, With praise and thanksgiving they sang to Adonai, for he is good, for his mercy upon Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout of praise to Adonai, because the foundation of the house of Adonai had been laid. Oh, yes. Do you hear that? Thank God. Wow, they were so excited. The foundation had been laid for the second temple. How, how wonderful. Dear one, friends, this is a message to you. It's a message to you if you've blown it. If your house was destroyed, maybe in a certain area, don't give up. Don't give up. Even if there are areas where you messed up and the foundation now is in tatters and is crumbled. Maybe your marriage failed. Maybe your finances are not what they should be. Maybe you never restored your relationship with your parents. Maybe you never really completely sold out to God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't think that there is no hope. The first temple was destroyed. But a second temple was built. The second temple was destroyed. But Israel is back in her land 2,000 years later. As long as you are breathing, there is still time to work on rebuilding or on fixing your foundation. Repent and rebuild. Finally, last scripture for you is Luke 14. Luke 14. <laughs> Don't give up. Finally, don't give up. Keep adding concrete to that foundation. And then, once the foundation is laid, build, build, build upon the solid rock that is the foundation that is Messiah. Luke 14, verse 27. It's pretty interesting. Messiah says, Who do, Whoever does not carry his own cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, wanting to build a tower, doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost to see if he has enough to finish it? Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and isn't able to finish everything, all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and wasn't able to finish. Friends, you have to finish. You have to finish once you lay your foundation, you have to then build upon it. You have to build upon it. I don't care if you're 14 years old in here or 114 years old in here. It'd be pretty impressive. You have to build on that foundation. Have you grown in your walk? 
Has your spiritual house expanded? God wants for you to build that tower, but you have to do your part. You have to take up your execution stake and follow Yeshua. You do not merely or you cannot merely hear the words of Yeshua. You have to do what he says. You have to major on the majors, which is the foundation. It may not be the flashiest of tasks, but success comes with firming up the foundation and laying it on the rock. The glorious title of my message is infrastructure. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. <laughs> I want to ask if there's anybody who's here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If that's you and you've never committed your life to God, but you want to today, it takes a simple prayer. I'm happy to lead you in it. If that's you, raise your hand. If you've never given your life to God, never committed your life to God, but you want to today, is there anyone? Maybe you're watching online and you've never said that prayer to receive Messiah. Repeat this simple prayer after me and God will change you. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Thank you, oh God. Sorry I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I'll live the rest of my days for you. No, if you said that prayer, that's, that is the best foundation you could ever make for your life. If you said that prayer for the first time watching online or via the podcast, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. If you're here, please see me after the service. We want to celebrate with you. Oh my goodness, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Help us all. God, as, we, as we're here starting out this new year, 5783, and, uh, and we just came through this holiday season, let us refocus. There's so many distractions in the world. Let us refocus on what's really important. Foundation. Thank you, God. We love you, Lord, and bless you for these things. I give you praise, glory, and honor, B'Shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom.
Nein, nein.